Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know the number one thing that women say they want in a man is no, not looks, and it's not money. Obviously, those things are great. But the number one thing women say they want in a man is a sense of humor. And guess what? I can help you with that because I teach men how to banter. Yeah, you can actually learn how to banter. So if you're having trouble getting dates or you're always left on red, women don't answer you online, you might have a problem with your banter. But good news for you, learning how to banter, especially with me, is actually really fun. And no one else really teaches you how to banter. So if you actually want women to start responding to you, and not only just responding, but engaging and enjoying and laughing with you, then I think you need to hit me up. That's kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310-299-9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a young, beautiful woman on our show who is also very well-spoken and is able to give you the information that goes on inside of her heart and her head. <laughs> I'm trying to like make this word romantic. I'm in fucking, but basically, we're talking to a young hot girl and she's going to tell you about dating in 2020 slash 21. So keep listening. <laughs> Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It's your host, Kristen Carney, along with my co-host, Marty Kinris. This is now a rare occurrence for us to be together on the show, it seems like. I know. Isn't it weird now? It's, we're separated. But we today have additionally another chick on. For the first time in a long time in terms of just talking young, single, cute girl. We have Abigail on who's going to tell us all about 
what it's like being cute and single and dating right now. Mm-hmm. So Abby, hi, hi welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Well, I was saying before we started the show that Abby looks exactly like Elle Fanning. I've been watching the show The Great. Have you watched it? It's so good. No. Okay. It's amazing. It's on Hulu. I didn't really know much about Elle Fanning. I just thought she was like, oh, she's the younger sister and she's like riding the coattails of her sister. Not at all. She's fantastic and amazing. But you <laughs> you like look exactly like her. So thank you so much. Yes. Nice. So just for guys <laughs> to get a visual. Like go look yeah, up Elle you Fanning. Look like someone who's riding coattails. Just right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just flying in the wind. But Abby, tell us about you and your dating life. Are you dating right now? Are you single and having fun or what's going on for you? Yeah, I'm single and having fun. With the whole COVID thing, it's definitely harder to get out and meet people, but I'm doing what I can to... I'm in college. So I'm in Greeley University of Northern Colorado. Okay. Don't tell people. They'll go stop you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Come find me. (laughs) No. Okay, so tell me more about what it means that it's difficult and like maybe compare it to before COVID. Like how were you dating before and how has it changed now? Yeah, so I feel like most college students, you know, the Tinder app. Yes, we're not that old. We're not yeah. that old. We <laughs> know Tinder. Called Tinder. <laughs> you know of the Facebook? Have you heard of that? Of the Facebook. <laughs> but I don't know, just before COVID, I guess it was easier to meet up with people and like feeling safer. And I guess now there's definitely a lot more precautions and I feel like a lot more people are scared. But Greeley still has like open bars. Like you can meet people like... What a bad time to be in college right now. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean you're you. supposed to be out just doing it, exchanging STDs. Yeah. And now it's like, <laughs> how are you going to grow? You can't grow with COVID. This is exactly. terrible sad time. Yeah, you're going to be screwed when you're in your 30s. It's horrible. Right? No social interaction. Yeah. Well, so tell me more about like using Tinder now. Like what is your process? Because you're saying that now people are a little bit more safe, even though you're going out and you're meeting people. Like how open are you to dating right now? And what does the dating process look like for you now versus pre-COVID? Like for example, before you met somebody on Tinder, you I'm just giving an example. You talked for two days and then you met up versus now you talk for a week. and Like how do they look different? Yeah. So before, I guess I was more eager to like quickly meet up with people. Like I was fine, like getting dinner, like going on dates, like even just meeting up to like have a drink. I guess now it's just, I probably like I'm on it less, but I do still use it. And it's kind of nice because our town is pretty small. I don't know if you've ever heard of Greeley, but if you even meet someone on Tinder, you're probably pretty likely to go out to a bar and actually like see them. So it's a good conversation starter too, even if I'm not meeting up with them. If I go out on the town and I see them later, it's still like an easy way to approach someone. Would you say that you're pickier now? Or has that not changed? Yeah, just a requirement. No COVID. Yeah. Or 14-day quarantine. I mean, like it's not bad if you have COVID. Exactly. I wouldn't say I'm pickier. It's probably just, I feel like there's certain standards of, and also just like staying safe, I guess. Because before, like I said, I was just more eager and more open to like go over to anyone's house or just to go anywhere to eat. And I'm definitely using it less. And I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends more, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So it's not a focus for you. Mm -hmm. But you do go out socially. So Mm -hmm. are you open when you are out with your friends? 
to meeting guys and having them approach you? I mean, if they stay six feet away, obviously. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still open to... Yeah. So what? how are people approaching out in the open nowadays? Like what... How the are fishing you meeting pole. people? No. You, just, you just poke them. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait from far away. <laughs> yeah. How is it working now? So like, let's say you're out with your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Do guys come up to the group? Like lay out for me a typical approach that's worked on you before where you've actually liked somebody, given them your number and then agreed to hang out with them afterwards. Yeah. So where we go, it's mostly like sitting around at a bar. Like obviously it's a lot less people are allowed to be in because capacity rules. But I mean, for me, I feel like eye contact is a big thing. Like if I see someone that's cute as I walk in the bar or like when I'm sitting at a bar having a drink, like talking to my friends, like I feel like if I see someone across the room, like and see them and they're like giving me the eye contact like oh I kind of think you're cute then them approaching me later like not right away because I don't kind of like like them all up in my space right well it seems like right now eye contact is the thing to do because you can't really do hand contact I mean you can but Mm -hmm. you got to do be safe whatever all that stuff so eye contact right now should be just being used to the highest extent. Like this is the time. If you are going to jack up your eye contact, now is the time. So I would almost use that as like a radar mm-hmm. if I oh, was a guy. Because sure. yeah. this is how you now touch. This is now how you shake hands. This is now how you communicate. You can't mm-hmm. touch. Yep. Definitely. And every look is different. Like I feel like certain guys are more intriguing. Like when it's a quick glance and then they kind of approach me later and like start up a conversation because like I already know who they are based on the whole eye contact interaction. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Really? yeah. There's almost like a secret handshake with eye yeah. contact in a sense. You mm-hmm. said hello in secret. And obviously maybe you didn't want to say hello and you happen to create eye contact. And so then you can run away from it afterward. But if you did intend it and it did work out, you guys already have like a hand, like had a moment. Yeah. You had a moment. And now mm-hmm. it's like the stage has been set. Can you describe what that eye contact look like, looks like from you? Like what it feels like and what it looks like on your end? Because guys can misread signs. They can misread eye contact. And I know that for me, I give different types of eye contact. And I can see it in my mind how I give eye contact when I'm interested mm-hmm. in something. Or, or at least when they've caught my attention versus they're catching my attention because they're staring at me or I'm, they're catching my attention because they're in the direction that I'm looking. So what is yep. that difference? And like, it's hard to talk it through, but what does it look like from your end? Personally, I feel like when it's like a smirk, it's not like a full smile because that's creepy. But when it's the eye contact and a little bit of a smile where like, you know how you can smile with your eyes? Yeah, if that makes sense. Tyra Banks taught us. Mm-hmm. And like when you glance away and then kind of like look back with the same like, oh, I'm kind of into you look. With a happier face, not mm-hmm. happy, like smiling brim to brim, but not like a straight face, no emotion. Exactly. I feel the same thing. It's in your eyes. Yeah. It's that lift in your eyes. What about when you're wearing a mask and you're not able to have a little bit of a grin and it is just your eyes? Do we over exaggerate? What, you know, do you raise an eyebrow? How do you make it more obvious now that in certain circumstances we don't have access to our mouth? <laughs> Luckily for some of us. I feel like eyebrows definitely, because even when you're at work, because I serve tables for a living. And like, if I'm serving someone who I like find cuter and there is that like interaction where you're kind of bouncing off each other, it's harder without being able to like smile at them. And so I feel like that's when like eyebrows come into play 
and definitely mm-hmm. like squinting your eyes more like when you smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, tell me what it means when you say cute, right? So like, does cute for you mean like magazine good looking? Like what no. kind of guy? Okay, what does it mean for you? For me, I'm a huge personality person. I know it kind of sounds cliche to say, but like someone can be super like smoking hot and if they're just bland and not funny, like I find humor very attractive. So even like first encounter, if they say something funny or sarcastic, I immediately think they're cuter. Interesting. Just to jump in on that. And because we always get comments from guys that think you just have to be handsome in order to get women. Yeah. I am in Miami right now. And so lots of handsome men, very tanned, very sculpted. And I just ran to Walgreens and there was the cutest guy in there. I couldn't tell, obviously, fully. He could have had a jacked up mouth and like two teeth. Who knows? But (laughs) with the mask on and his look, he was incredibly handsome. And the first thing I thought was like, ooh, cute guy. And then my immediate next thought was, no interest coming from me. Not that he showed me any interest, but it just quickly went to super hot guy. Nah, I probably wouldn't like him. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay, why? He's too hot. Because I, like Abigail just said, if someone says something funny, all of a sudden you like them. And so I just couldn't see him saying anything funny. And perhaps but I was wrong. Did, would you be like blown away by this? If he's like, you're like, whoa, like something funny and good looking. Yeah, I would be blown away, but I would also be hesitant. Because I would think, okay, how long is that going to last for? Is that just like a little show? Is that a mistake? Is he really not actually funny? Does he really have the personality underneath it? Mm-hmm. So Chris is sharing the cynical older woman point of view. What about you? I'm just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm inside. We need someone alive inside on the show who's single. No, I'm just, well, it's funny because I did that podcast last night they were supposed to do. And the other co-host on the show, she's I think late 30s. I wasn't really able to tell. But she was explaining her own dating habits and how they've shifted. But she was explaining a lot of her insecurities that would stop her from interacting with really good-looking people when she was younger. And she said it carried on until she was older because she would assume that they were players. So she stayed away from really good-looking guys. So it's interesting. And she was saying she was doing this in her 20s as well. And I said, I did the same thing. So I was just joking with you. But would you say, Abby, you think the same thing of really good-looking people? Do you assume that they're jerks or players or maybe you would want to date them, but you just assume the negatives about them. Oh, 100%. Especially like pre-COVID with frat parties. Like in my opinion, a lot of cute frat boys are like players, like what you say. And so they're harder to approach or even just you get more nervous when they approach you. But isn't that a good thing in a sense? Like guys want to be desirable and make girls nervous. So do you still like them after they approach you? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. would you? I mean, so you would want to be with them. Oh, the cuter guys? Yeah, for sure. But I feel like confidence plays a big role in that because you see like super cute guys like at the bar or whatever. And if they're around other girls who are maybe like intimidating or cuter, like you, in my opinion, like it makes them less attractive. Interesting. So they're harder to go after. But so even if, like, let's say that guy is hanging out with these really gorgeous girls and then came over and talked to you on his own, would you be like, no, this isn't my thing? Or would you be like, that is my thing? Let's see. That would be my thing. Okay. If they were to come up to me, yeah, for sure. But I would never go out of my way to make conversation with him. So good-looking guys, they do have it easier, right? Yeah. 
They do. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Like I say that as well. Like exactly what Kristen said. Like you initially thought good looking guy, he's cute. And if he came up and showed you that he had a personality as well, you would be intrigued, right? Oh, and for you sure, would, yeah. Right. Same with you, Kristen, right? Yeah, definitely. Right, okay. So no matter what, like we're never stating that nobody cares about looks. We do. Everybody likes to be around something pretty, especially mm-hmm. if that pretty thing is giving us attention. But I think what we're all saying is it's not the full story or the full picture for us. Like it's your foot in the door, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like it's a bonus if they're cute, but if a guy were to come up to me who I wouldn't find as attractive, but he's immediately funny, like we hit it off, like good conversation, like same type of humor, he would still be my type and I'd still be into him. What's the difference between being your type and just making you laugh? Where's that switch? Like how does it become, okay, I can be a comedian versus I can make you attracted to me? Mm -hmm. So attraction base, I'd say my type is more, I'm like 5'9", so I'm a tall girl. So height is definitely the first thing I see. I like darker features, like tan skin, dark hair, like dark eyes. But humor-based, I'm super sarcastic. So I really appreciate someone who's sarcastic and shares that with me. So even if I overhear a conversation of like a guy being super sarcastic, like it's immediate attraction. Really? Mm-hmm. So like, let's say it was a guy that you're not attracted to at all and you heard him being kind of cocky and sarcastic with somebody, it would get your attention. Oh, for sure. Because I talk to my friends about it all the time. Like, I have no idea why I'm so attracted to this guy. It's just his humor. Like, he's not cute. Like, he's not my type. But like, in my friends usually gear with me. Like, it's... Really? It really is about, yeah, the humor. Mm-hmm. So tell me about sarcasm. Like, what that means in terms of being sarcastic. Because Kristen is a banter coach. And she teaches people all about how to banter with people. Is banter a part of the sarcasm? Are you really just into people who are sarcastic? Banter is definitely a big part of it. Like it could just be, can't really think of a topic right now, but if it's just, I especially like, sorry, I'm going off topic, but. Oh, that's okay. Tell us. Yeah, tell us what you like. We want to hear. Yeah. If even when we're in like a group situation and it's just one other person, like one other guy, like I have this all the time with my guy friends, but. If it's just us going back and forth in like a sarcastic, joking manner, like just talking about something that someone else could have said, and it's just us going back and forth where no one really understands, but it's just kind of us making the jokes, I find that attractive too. Would you ever date somebody who was shorter than you? But for a short amount of time? <laughs> for a short amount of time, yeah. Nothing thank you, wrong. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd like to say I would. Height is important to me as I feel like it is with a lot of girls, but I still find guys who are shorter than me attractive. And what about these guys that you did date who were shorter? Did it end because of their shortcomings? <laughs> of their height. <laughs> no. Did it end because of their height? Uh-uh. No, not no. for that reason at all. No. What were the reasons? Bad timing. Okay. So nothing to yeah. do with their height. And how much no. shorter were they? Like you needed something out of the cupboard. It's just Bad timing. <laughs> they asked me to reach for something, and I was like, "No, <laughs> come on, dude, stand up and reach for it." Like I'm doing. They were shorter by like an inch or two, so nothing drastic. Okay, okay gotcha. Do you think you'd be open to it? Like, if it was a, an amazing guy who had his own stepladder who could <laughs> make you laugh all the time, be sarcastic with you all the time, that you could see past him being, let's say, four inches shorter. I feel like I could, but it would take more. Me and my sister have this joke about how we're attracted to 
short kings, we like to call them. Oh, interesting. Guys, what are that? Yeah. Just, do you know who Cody Co is? He's a YouTube personality. No, this is where Marnie and I will show our age. We knew Tinder, but we don't know Cody you Co. Too? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've heard of Cody. I don't actually know who it is. I wouldn't be able to picture him. He's just a YouTube personality. Him and this guy that he films with, they're both pretty short, but they just make humorous videos. And so me and my sister like to make jokes about like different guys who we think are like super funny, but they're short. Like we're still attracted to them and we call them short kings. Oh, that's funny. I love yeah. that. I like it. Okay. So you'll date a short king. All right. We're going to take a quick break <laughs> and we'll be back with Abby slash Abigail slash amazing tall Amazon woman. <laughs> All right. We'll be back shortly. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with Abby and we're talking about her and dating. Just like what is going on for young, attractive women. So I wanted to talk to you about the friend zone because you mentioned before my guy friends. Like you Mm -hmm. guys are sarcastic with each other and there is attraction there when you're being sarcastic. But Mm -hmm. tell me more about being friends with guys. Are you friends with guys that you know are attracted to you and potentially would want more if you were open to it? Actually, no. None of your guy friends want to date you? Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. But I guess not me wanting to date them. Right, right. That's what I meant. Right. I couldn't tell you what they think. Yeah. Would you assume that they do? I mean, I've heard from other guy friends about certain ones, like saying that they have in the past, but nothing that I'm aware of right now. I don't pay that much attention. (laughs) So if a guy that you were friends with and you had been friends with for a while said something like, do you want to go check out some Christmas lights with me? Like some Christmas displays or something kind of sweet and cute like that. What would Mm -hmm. you answer with and how would you interpret what he's asking you? I mean, at the point of my life right now with my guy friends, I would probably just answer with like, yeah, we should get a group together to do that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. You would never assume he was asking for more. Well, no, asking for a group to meet in a group setting. That's a big sign that guys need to look out for Mm -hmm. when a girl answers something like that and they add in the group thing. That's her pushing back. So Marnie, what would you recommend the guy do in that situation where he put something out there that was leading to, this could be cute and kind of romantic. Then she pushes back with it. Oh, you're better with these lines. I mean, the truth is, is that if he wants to hang out with you and have another shot, I would actually say, yeah, let's go as friends. But as long as, like I would give another request back to the girl, but as long as you and I, I mean, this is too 
flirty, but like as long as you and I hold hands when the lights go on or something like that. But I would give like something to show that, okay, yeah, we can totally go as friends, but this is my intention. And I would push it along in a different way or even saying something like, I wouldn't say, oh, it's more fun if just the two of us go because that just seems a little bit desperate and needy. Mm -hmm. But you could say that as well. It depends on what stage of the friendship that you're in. Like, will you share the sleigh with me? Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. As long as you share the slate with me. Like something like that to say, okay, we can do what you're saying. I've requested something. You requested something back. I'll concede to what you've requested, but I have an additional request on top of that. That's how I would always say to do it and not just say, oh, okay, sure. We can have our friends come. And then you come and you're not really like sure of how to act around that girl. So I would just say to always put yourself for the guys in the position where, no, no, I'm, I'm still in control of this. So that she can see you as somebody who is a sexual option and a bit of a leader. That's what I'd recommend. Have you ever become more with somebody that you're just friends with? Somebody that you didn't initially feel a spark for or an attraction for? Yeah, I have. And I mean, to this day, I still regret doing that because I was really close with this guy friend-wise. And I feel like that attraction for both of us was there, especially with... We really like bounced off of each other really well, but it was always at like a friend level. And then just one day, like something changed and it like was more than that. But then after that... Do you know what changed? Like, did he change? Did you change? What changed to get you to see him differently? My like opinions of him had changed and like I wasn't as scared to like kind of start something with him because before it was like, I didn't want to ruin anything with the friend group. Like I didn't want it to affect our friendship. And then it got to a point where I was like, I just don't care about that anymore. And my friends had told me like, you guys would be like good together. Like you should maybe try it. Yeah. So he didn't initially feel that way about him, but after getting to know him better, you did Mm -hmm. start to have feelings. Yep. Do you know what it was that kept him out of just being friends with you? Like what put him in that space where you could see him as being more attractive? I guess it's still getting to know him better, right? But like, do you know what it was that got you to shift a little bit in the way that you were seeing him? I mean, we started being friends because of similar friends. So we were always kind of around each other. We went to high school together actually too. And I had never talked to him in high school. Like it was only until college that I like was around him more. And I feel like he was the one who kind of initiated stuff like hanging out individually or like getting together to watch a movie that we had talked about or even just he would help me with car problems that I would have like something would be broken in my car and he would be like, oh yeah, like I can get the parts and come over and do that. And then we would just spend the rest of the day together. And you enjoyed him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of made me realize like, okay, I feel like our feelings towards each other is a little bit more than friends. Gotcha. I feel bad for guys in that situation because I think that happens a lot and they don't know how to handle it, which is the help me kind of situation. Like you Mm -hmm. needed help with your car. And so for some guys that could have further put him deeper into the friend zone. Like, mm-hmm. yes, he's here at your beck and call. He'll do whatever you want. And then you lose respect for him. But then there's the other scenario where he helps you or helps you enough where all of a sudden you see him differently and you see him more in a romantic sense. What is that, Marnie? What makes the difference? Like, why sometimes is helping a woman going to put you further into the friend zone? And why sometimes is it going to actually get you out of the friend zone? Well, it depends on how the woman sees you right? When you're offering up the help. Abby's been saying that she already had some growing feelings for this guy. So that when she did say, oh, will you come and help me? Most likely from her 
point of view, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was like, oh, I want to find an excuse in some way to hang out with you. Or even just like, I want to hang out with you and my car's broken. You're the person that I'm going to contact to help. Mm -hmm. It really depends on where the girl is at in that situation. On the flip side, for guys, if they're doing many of these actions without establishing attractive rapport as well, then they're going to continue to go into this friendly space where they're just the guy who the girl has like a little bit of chit chat with while he fixes her car or fixes her video game or fix... I have a video game needing fixing right now. That's why I <laughs> that. Whatever. And I've done that over and over again. There's certain guys who I have just enough conversation with to ask favors of. And maybe not now. Now I ask my husband. Not that he ever does me any favors because <laughs> I get a handyman to come in because he's so busy. But in my past, I had so many guys that I would have our friendship with and I could ask them to do things for me and they would do it. And I never, I mean, I never saw it as me being bitchy because I saw it as, okay, well, this is the time that we're getting to hang out and we can maintain this semi-friendship that we have. I'm winning and you're winning. You're saying yes to it. And I'm asking and now we're getting to hang out. So again, I don't really see it as a negative from either side. It's just not what one side wants out of it. So the question that you were asking is, what is the difference? It comes down to how you act when you go and do these things and then how the woman feels about you on the flip side, which is important. And so for this situation, you liked the guy already. So it was very different. So when he's fixing your car, you're also having a really good conversation. You're flirting and you're being sarcastic rather than just like leaving him outside. Yeah. yeah. Getting him water every once in a while and then having a 10 minute conversation afterwards just to like cover your bases and then sending him on his way. Which is sad. Yeah, it definitely helped with it that I already had that initial attraction to, but I was just too scared to ruin the the friendship. Yeah, part of which it. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kristen, let me throw that back at you. What would be some red flags or what would be some signs that guys could see in advance that a woman is just wanting something moved or fixed and that she just wants a friendship? Like what would be the indicators that would show this? Well, I would first say the pattern. So if this happens a lot, if she seems to only come around when a favor is needed, then obviously big red flag. Another red flag I would look out for would be, does she just give you one word responses when you reach out to her normally? And is suddenly she very talkative? That could be an indicator that she knows she needs something. And another thing I would say could be a red flag would be if she has a lot of guys in her life doing things for her or something like that, you could just be thrown into the pile. So I think those would be my three things that I'd recommend looking out for. And those are good reflex to look up. Abby, have you ever met a guy out that you liked initially and were attracted to, went out on a date with him, and then from that date, only saw him as a friend option? Like you just didn't feel that same chemistry that you had that's how do you saying yes? Do you have had that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Do you know what it was on that date that shifted those thoughts so that you didn't see him as an option? Probably for me, because it was just like a little like dinner date type of thing, like nothing more than that. But going back to the humor part of it, it was more like we didn't bounce off each other in an attraction way. It was, it's hard to put into words of more of just the friendship feeling. It's a feeling towards me. Yeah. I remember this one guy like very clearly that I remember I was 
out, this is before I met my husband, I was out at a bar and I met this guy and we just like riffed off of each other. Like instantly there was a connection there. The tension was like really high between us and all I felt was it's pulled towards him. And then he asked me to go out and we ended up meeting up for dinner like three nights later or something. And everything just fell flat. Like there was no back and forth anymore. And as we continued our conversation and just saw not so many differences, it wasn't even differences. It was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. There just wasn't that same connection there. Once it got to a space where we could have more than just the riffing, there wasn't anything to latch onto, which happens in dating. That's exactly what dating is. It's seeing who you have chemistry with. There was like no fault on this guy's end because I'm sure like he was very cute and he dates a lot of girls. So there was just something off between our connection. So like a lot of guys will write to me and write to Kristen and say, I met this girl. We had a really great connection over Tinder. We were bantering back and forth. We went on a date finally. And I thought we had a really great time. She was laughing. We were having fun. But now she doesn't want to see me again. Or she doesn't feel anything. Or she's slowly ghosting. Mm -hmm. What would you say to guys who write in saying like, what happened? Like, Why is she not attracted to me anymore? I thought we had fun. What would be the advice that you would give to guys writing in and asking questions like that? Yeah. I mean, for me, when I go out on dates with people and I walk away from it thinking like, oh, that wasn't what I was like expecting. Like I was hoping it was going to be more than that. I kind of look back to how like I was responding to him. I find it like a turnoff for guys to be really like pounding me with questions. Um, I like more for the conversation to be flowing. So I feel like if guys are walking away from a date, like feeling really good about it, they shouldn't be expecting the girl to feel the same way, even though she's like acting like she is. Because a lot of girls do put up a front, which I do for sure. I do as well. Okay, so tell me what that looks like. Tell me what a front means. I really try to control the guy's emotions, meaning I do things that I expect him to want from me, if that makes sense. Oh, fine. Yeah, if he were to tell a joke or something, even if I don't find it funny, or if I'm just not feeling the date at all, I would still laugh just to make him feel more comfortable. So just because I am laughing doesn't mean that I think he's funny or I'm enjoying it whatsoever. It's just that I don't want it to be awkward. Well, I think if a girl is acting very polite, that's a big red flag that she's not into it. I think the less polite sometimes can be the more attractive. Or attractive. Yeah. So if a girl is very much like, oh, thank you. And "Uh aha, that's really nice. And formal, smiling. She's just doing what she has to do to make it through the date so that she can leave. Oh, definitely. And then once that politeness drops, I think that's when you'll be able to go, okay, I think she's getting real with me because she likes me. Mm -hmm. So anyone too friendly is... It's kind of like a Stepford wife. Yeah. 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 She's acting like a Stepford wife. It's not going to work. Most likely. And don't expect a phone call afterwards. How can a guy turn it around though? I guess it depends on what's happening on that date and what she's not syncing with. But mm-hmm. what would be the three key things that guys could look at? Like one was that you just said that you don't like when guys like pound you with questions, right? Mm-hmm. So if a guy could take notice of that during the day saying, okay, I've asked four questions now, that could be one thing that he could alter if he started seeing that like step for wife response. What would be two other things that guys could take note of that could potentially be throwing off the date? That they could switch halfway through the date and potentially save the date? Mm-hmm. I'm going to let Abby go because she's young and fresh and I'm old and dead inside. <laughs> so you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, questions is definitely one of them. 
And I feel like especially for guys to look out for, if I'm also asking a lot of questions, that also means that I'm kind of uncomfortable and I'm trying to get the conversation going and out of it, which means that the banter isn't good if I'm also pounding them with questions. So I feel like that can go both ways. Another thing for them to look out for, I feel like is eye contact again. If I'm kind of like looking off and watching other dates and watching like other people just in the restaurant, that's a big sign if I'm not really like looking at you a lot and enjoying the conversation. Like if I'm looking off, that's a big sign. Oh, these are good. And Christian, what were you going to say? Like, what are things that guys could switch up to, to notice this? Yeah. Well, I think they should check in with themselves and think about if they're acting really nervous and anxious. If they're acting really nervous and anxious, that could be putting her off. So rechecking in with your body language and how you're coming across, because if you settle down in yourself, there's increased chances that she'll settle down. Not necessarily that she will fall in love with you per se, but that she'll settle into the date and be able to be more relaxed and loose. And then I think something that's kind of tried and true, or I don't know if it's cheesy, but I love the idea of if you're on a date and you're nervous and you're not killing it, if you talk to the wait staff or whoever in a really cool, chill way and make banter with them, you show that side of you that you're not able to show her in this exact moment. And so it can give her a glimpse into, okay, so this is maybe this why. Is what he's like. Yeah. yeah. I can see him in a different capacity now because I see how he is with people that he's not super nervous around. So I think that's a good thing to just try to throw the date into a different direction if you're feeling like she's not feeling it. Yeah. I love those things. Those are fantastic. We are going to wrap up the show now. But Abby, thank you so much for being on and yeah, enlightening us older ladies about <laughs> what is going on. In the world. No, I'm just kidding. We're not old. <laughs> hot. Not right now, but in life with makeup on, we are. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> yes. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on to the show. You were fantastic. I really appreciate you being so open and honest with us about what you think and feel about men and attraction. I wonder if I was this mature in college because you seem so mature and so aware of your thoughts and what you, you totally thought. were. You I totally you could have given the same interview. Yes, you would be very aware of what you were thinking. First of all, I've known you for a long time, but not since you were 21, but I would imagine you to be very similar to how you are now. Maybe not as wise as you are, but I think in terms of delivering your honest thoughts and opinions, you would have always done that as, uh-huh. and be as well-spoken as Abby. Anyway, compliments to both of you. You're both very well-spoken. Thank you, guys. <laughs> New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. So go and subscribe to our show. Don't download because it's just a waste of your time. You could be using that time to go out and meet women. Just silly. And if you want to send us questions that we answer live on the air, we're going to start to overanalyze questions that we get from our listeners. Once again, we haven't done that in a long time. Send them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And if you want to get a banter session or a profile redo, then please go and check out Kristen's website at kristenandchill.com. And if you want all other advice on the skill sets that you need to attract, date, seduce, and get the women you want, go to winggirlmethod.com or check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marnie Kinneris. And we'll see you next week. 